0: Is the Quicksilence Podcast. Have you ever wanted to meet your favorite professional athlete? Packers stars of yesterday and today, including Devontae Adams, Amon Green, Jair Alexander. Antonio Freeman, Aaron Jones, and Jamal Williams are all available for bookings right now. Mayfield Sports specializes in these special moments between fans and their favorite professional athletes. Head over to mayfieldsportsmarketing.com to see the full list of available athletes to book your favorite professional athlete at your next event. Welcome back Packers fans to a special edition of the quick slants podcast at game on Wisconsin. Why is it special? First of all, I'm a day early, so there is nothing wrong with your phone device. There is an episode available on Tuesday and it's also special because for the first time ever in the history of this show, which as you know, spans uh, checks his watch four months, I have a guest. And my guest is none other than, of course, you probably already guessed this. Who else would it be? It is the one and only Janelle Mackey. Janelle, how are you?
1: I'm great. Thanks for having me. What an honor to be the first one in the, your four-month stand.
0: <laughs> the first and only, you know, and never mind the fact that no one else has been willing to come on. You know, we're not going to let that water down this momentous occasion. I'm totally kidding. I will have another guest at some point. So, no, glad to have you, glad to have you. And there's a reason everybody that Janelle is here. We have kind of a fun conversation we're gonna have a little bit later in the show that relates to what it's like to be a, What? how do we say it, Janelle? Do, do we say a sports fan of Minnesota or are we saying like a Packers fan of Minnesota? Or I both? mean, I fall
1: follow, I follow under both categories. I'm a Packer fan, but I also cheer for some Minnesota sports. So, either way, it all hurts at some point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well that I having lived out there for a little under two years, I get that. And the other reason why, if you if anybody's a fan of Lombardi's Bar, then you might know why Janelle is here. We're we're trying to start a rap battle, and, and really it's kind of a very mild rap battle, but the boys on Lombardi's Bar had a few things to say about Minnesota sports. We're gonna play a clip from it a little bit later. And uh your name made an appearance on that show. Have you gotten your royalty check for that yet?
1: I haven't, no, surprisingly not. Just a lot of Minnesota sucks tweets at me, so. (laughs) Right,
0: right. well, I mean, come on, you're a Packers fan, right? So, okay, so we were just talking before we started, but for those that haven't met you or don't know you, give us the quick history on how and why you became a Packers fan.
1: Yeah, so Minnesota, born and raised, but, uh, you know, my dad's from Madison and my mom's from Illinois, and between the two teams, my dad won that one, grew up a Packer fan. Literally, never even had a choice at one point, I remember. I was probably early elementary, asked my dad, why don't we cheer for the Vikings? And at like seven years old, he threatened to kick me out of the house if I ever <laughs> cheered for them. So, you know, never question it again. Don't wear purple. Don't ever cheer for them. And yeah, it, it was kind of engraved into my brain at a young age. We do not like the Vikings.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and like I said, I think it's really because they care about you. You know, you being a Bears fan would yeah. have been a much more torturous lifestyle and let me tell you folks i have not lived out there anywhere near as long as janelle has don't have as much experience but minnesota sports minnesota sports fans are a breed of their own and we're going to talk more about that a little bit later but janelle i think we would be remiss if we didn't at least acknowledge that there was a football game that was played on sunday between the green bay packers and the indianapolis colts game didn't end how we wanted it to so Take me through some of your thoughts. So we have the 28-14 lead going into the halftime. That all fell apart. The Packers gave up 17 straight points. They tie it late. Finally get their act together. They tie it late. Force overtime. Marquez Valdez-Scantling fumbles. Gives the Colts the ball. They're already in field goal range. At that point, it's a sudden death situation. And we know the rest. Packers lose 34-31 in overtime. Are you of the ilk that they played a really tough team on the road tough and they had a chance to win or are you like they lost it doesn't nothing else matters they lost
1: yeah i mean the same way a win is a win a loss is also a loss uh i i was really happy with how things were looking at the half you know it it was they were playing really good football against a really good team and they were keeping up offense and defense. And there was obviously the really rough start on the first drive for offense with the the fumble between Lindsley and Rogers. But then, you know, Raven green turns it right back around and it's like, okay, well we see that this team can hang and then you get the lead and everything's looking good. And then the classic third quarter Packers come out and it's kind of back to their old ways. Soft defense, just errors on offense, and it was every everything from offense, defense, special teams. It was really the most roller coaster game of the year by far, emotionally, phys- like just everything about that game was highs and lows, and there was really no in between. It was either really good or really bad.
0: Yeah. That Raven Green play was kind of cool because he's he's not like a flashy first-round draft pick. He's an undrafted free agent that came to the Packers, and the reason why he made the team is because he does things like that. He's just a scrappy player, and that's who you want. I think they really missed out not having him out there for much of last year. I think Mm -hmm. he might have... I mean, I don't think he single-handedly helps the Packers beat the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. That game just was not destined to go Green Bay's way, but maybe they don't lose by... or look so bad. You know, he's just one of those really fortifying members of the defense so nothing else I hope he stays healthy it was nice to have King and Jair back it was a little frustrating that they played such soft coverage through some of the game that part was frustrating when you've got a corner like Jair at the very least how are you not challenging these receivers of the line of scrimmage I I I don't know. I'm not a defensive coordinator, although I guess I could apply <laughs> to be one at Green Bay right now. And <laughs> a lot of conversations about that on Twitter. But yeah, that was that was frustrating the way that it ended. Obviously, the Packers not winning, and as we speak, as we're recording this on Monday night right now. The Bucks and the Rams are playing each other on Monday Night Football, and they're you know the Rams are six and three, the Bucks are seven and three, and I, I guess if Tampa wins, then you've got both Tampa and New Orleans have just leapfrogged Green Bay in the course of like two days. And then you got to deal with going to potentially going to them in the playoffs, but I'm getting way ahead of myself, like a spoiled entitled Green Bay (laughs) Packers fan who assumes that the Packers are going to make the playoffs, but they are right. You agree? Yeah. There's no way they don't. Right. All right. So frustrating moment of the game, obviously was the MVS fumble, but Darius Shepard, I um, I'm kind of getting off the wagon here. I just don't know what else to do. It just seems like if you remember back to last year, that that Monday night game that when they hosted the Lions and Shepard had the, had like a chance to catch a ball near the goal line and it like bounces off of him. He didn't make the catch. He fumbled a, um, a putt return yesterday uh, in Sunday's game, and then the ball going over his head. The one thing you have to have, there's two things as a returner you have to have. You got to know where you are on the field, and you have to catch the ball. Those are the two things that you have to do as a returner. And the ball goes over his head. He's standing at like the, what, two-yard line? The ball grazes like the back of his helmet, lands on the turf, and it takes replay to determine that the nose of the football touched the white, which made it a touchback, which is great, but it was just one of those lack of awareness things. I don't know what your take is on Darius Shepard, but this is the one thing, while we're talking about playoffs, this is the one thing that worries me, is that when you have to rely on players like Shepard. Uh, I won't say Marcos Valdez-Scantling because, you know, he, even though he fumbled, it's actually his first fumble, if I'm not mistaken, right? It's the first time yeah, he's ever definitely. fumbled. Yeah, and he's had some struggles, but he's played well over the last couple of weeks. But having to rely on guys like Darius Shepard is what, what makes me really nervous. What's your What was your takeaway on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, my first thought was, wow, I miss Tyler Irvin. Um, when you have, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, you have a solid guy back there and, Yeah, it's just you kind of think about special teams and you have to get down to we need a guy who can catch the ball. I mean, I'm kind of now just remembering back when Jermon Williams would do that just because you could rely on him to catch the ball. You don't always need the guy who can run it for 30 yards after the catch, just somebody who can know where he is and make the catch, secure it, and give you good field position. Because, yeah, then it it puts us in a a tricky position with the fumble or if that wouldn't have been a touchback. you know, It it really screws up the game, and I think – Yeah, he. I don't want to really count him out yet because I feel like we haven't seen enough of him. But from what we've seen, it's also hard because we haven't seen a lot of good when he is out there. So it really, it's tricky because he's been here a few years now and it's kind of what have you proven other than that you can sometimes be healthy, which I think he ended up getting hurt the other game when we kind of needed him with other guys being uh, banged up. But I don't know. I don't know if I'm on his wagon or he would have to really kind of step up and prove something to me for me to want to see him on the field more.
0: That was a very level headed take to say that (laughs) we haven't seen enough of him. It's true. There hasn't been a huge sample size. We haven't seen a lot of him to be able to make a judgment call on that. I can tell you, uh, from Twitter, which once again is the barometer for how life is going, right? My if favorite it's,
1: place for uh, Packers takes, you know. Yeah, like
0: yeah, Twitter or like Facebook. Remember, like back in the day, where it's like you know, if you're, you're if it's not on uh, Facebook or you're on MySpace, if you don't change your status, like the relationship is not official, right? Oh, exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> if it's not on Twitter, it's not real, right? Well, there's a lot of frustration about Darius Shepard. Plenty of Packers fans have seen enough of Darius Shepard, but I don't know what else they're gonna do. If Irvin, like you said, if Irvin's hurt. They need somebody reliable back there, and then if it's not Darius Shepard, well, then it's Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson's another guy. Just that's another situation where it's another player where, if they if they have to be your third guy, or if they're your 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 fourth or fifth guy, that's fine. That's what they're meant to be. But when they have to play as starters, it kind of takes me back to 2016 when Ladarius Gunter was was like starting a corner in the NFC Championship game against Julio Jones. It's just not a situation that you want to be in. And and the Packers have this magic carpet right every year because of Aaron Rodgers and their quarterback, right? He's always going to get you as, as far as you can go. The the Packers are very likely going to make the playoffs. I think that's safe to say. They've won seven games already. But then do we have to, you know, worry about the inevitable. Now our overlord at Game On Wisconsin, Jacob Westendorf, if he's listening to this right now, just rolled his eyes again because <laughs> once again I'm hedging and being negative. And I think when I do the actual, like, I shouldn't say the actual, but when I do my my normally scheduled show this week, I think I'm going to spend a portion of it talking about why I think I, think I figured out why I am the way I am on game day. I don't know if you've <laughs> ever followed any of my Twitter rants before, but I don't tweet as much anymore because I don't want to lose all my followers. Oh, speaking of which, congratulations to you recently anointed into the 3000 followers club on Twitter. That's awesome. Congrats.
1: Yes. Thank you. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Nicely done. Very nicely done. I'm still sitting at two and some change, uh, everybody out there. So if anybody in Janelle's fan network wants to add me as well, that would be great.
1: Yeah. I I would recommend it. Don't worry. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Give me a boost. Give me a boost. So awesome though. Congrats. But uh, speaking of, the frustrations, we're talking about Darius Shepard. Okay, let's switch to Marcos Valdez-Scantling, because obviously it was very disappointing. And he's had moments that he's been very frustrating at times. He's dropped some balls. He hasn't really caught up to a ball deep. He won't leave his feet. He's got all the speed, but like he, he doesn't come up with a big catch. Then he has these monster games like he did last year against the Raiders. The last two weeks, he's been very good. But let's not forget, you know, MVS draws the long penalty... Right? Gets the ball, you know, get the Packers get the ball in favorable positions. He has the big catch and run touchdown last week against the Jags. Finally, he gets to showcase his speed after the catch. You know, better late than never. Unfortunately, he, unfortunately, he fumbles in a big spot. Colts get the ball, they take it down, and the Packers end up losing the game. After the game, just... Every fan base has this. I, I know Packers fans get the get a lot of latitude for being one of the best fan bases in all sports. And you and I are biased, and I think we'd agree they're great. But there's also those that soil it for everybody else. And we saw what some of the comments were on Twitter. You know, MVS, when he finally had access to Twitter, got his phone, read some of these things and came back on and was talking about how he was getting death threats. Janelle, I know you tweeted something out about it and i'll give you the floor here in a second and then our colleague tyler Grezagoric has also kind of taken and and this is obviously not not to go hand in hand with that but the suicide awareness that tyler has been promoting and just the mental health piece of it when when social media gets out of control and yeah, some of the yeah comments I reached out going, to
1: Tyler too, and I said, "Anyway, I can help. Let me know." So
0: yeah, no, that's awesome. I think what
1: he's doing is awesome.
0: Yeah, it is, it is. But you had you had some some cool things to say, and so share with our our listeners that maybe haven't read it yet, kind of what your thoughts were.
1: Yeah, just kind of you know, I'm a sports fan. I I'm not saying I don't get upset, and obviously, it's okay to feel your emotions about a situation. Like I'm not going to come here and tell you you can't be mad about that because obviously. Like, you're allowed to feel what you feel, but what you're not allowed to do or what, like, you really shouldn't do without being a scumbag is reaching out to somebody and really just belittling them as a person. Like, at the end of the day, it's a football game. This is his job. It's our entertainment. And his life it shouldn't be even in the question. I mean, it's it's embarrassing that I even had to put a tweet out like that because, At the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. You know, we all make mistakes at work. We just don't do it in front of millions of people, and it was just really disturbing to even have to say something about that because you know a lot of these people are are adults. They should know better, and you know it's it's not something to be taken lightly either. You know, with mental health and stuff, you don't know what could really push someone over, and you just have to be really careful with your words. So, I. I've been on the MBS train, you know, I'm trying to like get my hashtag MBS MBS redemption season going, but you know, it's, it's easy to get mad at him. And he's just, he's one mistake of that game. And it was just the last mistake of many, you know, he's the fourth turnover and it's easy to put all the blame on him, but realistically there's a lot more people on that roster who are to blame. So I think it was so it's disappointing, you know, because we talk so highly of this fan base to, see so many people and I was really proud of how many people were stepping up the same way I did putting out positive tweets and uh, showing their love and support for MVS and his teammates and the coaches and everybody's got his back but it's really just like you said those few that really taint and soil it for the rest of us And it's just it's disheartening to see and I just kind of wanted to share my few words about it to kind of get people to reflect and you know at the end of the day he's a person like the rest of us with human emotions so you just have to take that into, into consideration and have some compassion for them.
0: Yeah, these athletes, and I'm not saying Marcos Valdes Scantling in particular is, but some of these athletes are sensitive. They're just like anybody else. You oh, don't yeah. know how it's. The Dak you
1: know, Prescott stuff, you know, it's. Yeah. You have to remember that these are people. So.
0: No, that's a great point. That's a great point. And I tweeted out too, and and I think I this is what I quote tweeted yours with was. I still agonize over moments in my youth sports career that nobody like not a literally not a single other person that was on the field oh, that yeah. day remembers <laughs> so imagine that it's a professional football game that you know is gonna get talked about for years and because some of these Packers fans have very long memories they don't forget anything you yeah, know so it's, I mean, gonna, it's gonna be it's talked like about
1: 2.0 <laughs> oh
0: well bossicy and that's the other thing too is is that 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 was on a whole nother level like I don't I don't even think I would put the the MVS thing. and it shouldn't be but some fans are reacting as if it is kind of on that yeah. same level it's like look it's going to be fine and the the frust the, the Boston situation was a, was at the end of a game that ended the season and it was for a chance to go to the Super Bowl there was a lot on the line this mm-hmm. is a regular season game against an AFC opponent on the road in the middle of this season and it yeah it set up a, an easy win I mean I think I don't know about you but as soon as the Colts recovered, I was like, "It's over," because they were already in field goal range, and their, yeah. their, you know, their kicker already had his bad luck moment of the day when he doinked it off the crossbar and it, it fell forward. Yeah, really does
1: a kicker unless you're for the Bears miss twice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there it is. There it is. We're gonna we're gonna now we have to this, we have to slip a, a Lions reference in here too, so we make sure we pay homage to the entire division. We can just simply do that right now by saying uh, they lost yesterday too. So it was it a. Was, did, no. they, did
1: they play yesterday? Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, it I don't looks know. Like they showed up. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, the scoreboard uh, scoreboard is still waiting. The scoreboard operator is still sleeping at his uh, <laughs> at his little uh, you know panel, but. Yeah, it, it it I thought the game was over and I, I felt like that was it and it was yes I was frustrated in that moment but you got to look at the whole picture you know there's there's still a, a bunch of games the Packers have a, a lot in front of them like you know they're playing the Bears at a time when they're not as good the Bears started out what five and one they you know they were good and now they've lost all these games in a row they've got quarterback issues it's kind of almost the perfect situation for the Packers to bounce back after a, a tough loss come back home. Get a win at home. Take care of the Bears. It's Bears Week, right? Got to handle your business really? there, and then go on. And then go on from there. I think until they face the Titans, every game on their schedule is very winnable. You know, they're at yeah. De, they're at and, De, at Detroit, and
1: yeah, and even against the Titans, you know, each week is a new week. These guys get paid to go play, and we kind of saw that against the Jags. You know, I'm never one to say this is an easy win because you just never know. These are phenomenal athletes each and every week, so it's every every week is a clean slate and. You just got to take it as it is and go do the job.
0: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. While well, the Jags game taught us that for sure, because I think we all yeah. got a little bit high. <laughs> all got a little bit high on ourselves. Them. I mean, I remember on Pulse. I mean, I don't. My score prediction was, and I'm I'm kind of conservative, you know. I mean, I've seen way too many bad things happen in, in my Packers fanhood. That and that's one of the reasons why I kind of am the way I am because I'm like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> I have too much, you know. Speaking of PTSD, and I'm not trying to make light of PTSD. Um, because I used to take losses really, really bad. I mean, you, you guys think I'm negative right now, like and I and I kind of am and I can get that way, but ten, fifteen years ago, it was like a plague. It was really bad. Like people had to literally check on me and make sure and like, you know, I may have possibly missed a few Mondays at work <laughs> because oh, I was not handling the previous day very well. And we're not talking about the playoffs. We're just talking about a regular season game. So yes. Yeah, like I a had-
1: three game that <laughs>
0: Yeah, I just, bad, bad, you know, totally bad. But, uh, yeah, the death threats and that whole thing, you know, kudos to you for putting out that thought there because it, it's, it is a good reminder. And, obviously, now you've got a bunch of new followers that hopefully saw that message, too, that this it's a game. It's there for our entertainment. You know, Jake Westendorf, and we were we were in the Slack chat at Game On Wisconsin, and we were talking yesterday, and he's like, I don't know how some of you – it was probably mostly directed at me. He's like, I don't know how some of you enjoy watching these games the way that you are. I'm like, you know, I guess I could see that because, you know, Jake's a very half – you know, glass half full type of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I may be on the opposite end of the spectrum when things start to break down a little bit. I just – you know, like even at 28-14, you know, like they had to lead at halftime, and I think you said, like, you know, they were, they were looking good. Like, I still didn't feel great about that, though, because – the Colts had built up some momentum and they were getting the ball coming out of the, out of the half. And I just, I didn't like, I didn't like the vibe. And of course then, you know, they score 17 straight points and the rest was history. I mean, the Packers did make a game of it, but you know, it took them until they scored zero points in the second half until the last 30 seconds. So it's like, yeah. this is frustrating. It's like, why don't you go into your last 30 second offense at the beginning of the second half, score some quick points under on the urgency and, and then not have to worry about it later, but I digress. So, all right. <laughs> One of the main reasons why this whole thing happened, why this rap battle is taking place is because Lombardi's Bar had some thoughts about Minnesota sports fans. So I'm going to tee this up here on my little device and play it. Hopefully, it. hopefully the audio comes through. If it doesn't, I apologize. If you can't hear it, then I guess we're kind of in trouble. I'll do the best I can. But uh, this is what the guys had to say about Minnesota sports. Classless organization, top yeah. to bottom. I mean, there's just like with anyone. There's there's some fans that are that are tolerable and decent and, and get it, but on the whole, that entire state, hot garbage. Across the board. <laughs> I'm with you. Any, I hate Minnesota. Any, any, you guys, team... you guys have, you guys have, you, you. This is you guys. You are. I I do not know Minnesota as well as you guys do. So you take it from here. You. Out the vitriol. The thing is, so the Minnesota fan, what they love to do is go, I'm not really paying attention to football. We don't really have a chance. It's not really a thing. And then if they win, it's, I told you, we're so good. You guys suck. You're terrible. You're all, But and then they go back to not caring anymore. So anytime you you attempt to, to push them that way, they're just, no. And they're, they're the same, the exact same with uh, Minnesota football as well. Absolutely. Okay, so this is where Nick Schmitz jumps in, okay? And this this is where you get the shout-out, too. Like, this is where Nick Schmitz jumps in because he's also uh, – is he from Minnesota?
1: I don't know if he's from Minnesota or lives in Minnesota. He has some tie to it, though.
0: Right, because I, I think he's in Wisconsin now, but he, he jumps in here at this point. Garbage there. Oh, what? Nick? What, Nick? What? I got to jump in here just from Minnesota, and I 100% agree is uh, – oh, okay. <laughs> Thank I, you. Welcome in, Nick. I've in just because I actually grew up in Minnesota, and I see sense that we're hurting her feelings because she too is from Janelle's Minnesota a Minnesota girl. girl. But uh, I, I got to agree, it's I I can't stand Viking fans. Uh, games every year against the Vikings are the ones I care about the most because uh, I hate losing to them. So and, I, I and if you win, you can't you you can't get them back. If if the Packers win, they don't acknowledge. They don't engage yeah, exactly. That's no, exactly no. right. Viking fans beating the Packers, like that's their Super Bowl every year. If they went 2-14 and 14 and beat Green Bay. All right, so my audio cut out there. I only lived in Minnesota for, I don't know, 19 months. I lived through four Packers-Vikings games. And that is absolutely true. And Janelle, I have to tell you, I was not prepared for it.
1: (laughs) No, it. Yeah, you have to really know how to live here to live here.
0: (laughs) But okay, so the reason that this whole thing started was because it's kind of a jab, right? It's kind of like a. I mean, it it, it wasn't. It wasn't like directed at you, but you did get a mention there too. So it's almost like by. It's it's almost like by association, they're saying. (laughs)
1: It it was fine. You know, like, I don't claim the Vikings. Yeah, everything they said is absolutely true. But when you say across the state is hot garbage, that's where (laughs) I took it personally. I was like, wow, you know, I'm here. I record with Dan every other week. He knows that I'm here in Minnesota, and I love it here. And no, I don't claim the Vikings or the Gophers. Those are my two. If I could get rid of them, the state would be perfect. But I was like, wow, I think it was Todd who said that. I can't remember. Oh, yeah, it was. was Yeah. Across the state, hot garbage.
0: Yeah, that like, was Todd for that's sure. That's
1: where it really went south for me, and my feelings started to get hurt.
0: Yeah, Todd's Todd's filter button, as you know, is uh, a little uh, mm, not there, absent, right? And Dan, <laughs> to be fair, too, I think Dan was a little mortified when we we kind of hatched this idea of doing the show. He's like, "Wait a minute, I thought we were." And it's like, yeah, it's it's okay. If I and, and Dan, Dan and I've interacted a little bit. Like, I don't know, I don't know if he's if he's was getting a little sensitive there. Like, it's all in good fun. He's like, and I want to remind you, Dan, too, like when you start a rap battle, everybody makes more money, right? So that's what this is all about. It's all about making a ton of money. I mean, you guys have no, you guys and girls have no idea how much Nail's getting paid to be on this show right now. (laughs) I, uh, I, I don't want to disclose that because it's very proprietary information, but yeah. So I, you know, I literally, uh, I literally came in to work the, the day after a game. It was the, the Vikings had just beaten the Packers and, um, I can't remember. Something else happened. Like Everything else in Minnesota sports went to completely south that weekend. And I was talking about whatever. And it was a meaningless game at that point. I can't remember which one it was because um, I'm trying to remember what, what season it was because 16 and 17, they were both good, both, both seasons. And I had one of my coworkers legitimately look at me, and, and I was like, yeah, but X and Y and Z and A and B and C went bad this weekend. So like, what difference does it make? She's like, because the Vikings beat the Packers. And she looked at me like I was crazy. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. it really, truly is the, it, their Super Bowl every year, and I just
1: oh yeah, they they get more excited when we lose than when they win. That's just how it is here.
0: Yeah, I don't. Have you ever gotten a breakdown? Have you? Has anybody ever like stopped and explained to you, like, to pull the curtain back on this whole thing ever?
1: Um, not really. I mean, I <laughs> used to just... really get. Harassed on those Mondays when I'd go to school, and it's like I had my few people who, you know, when you're a Packer fan in Minnesota, you find your people and you stick with them. I still have one. Uh, his name's Andy Chido, who haven't talked to him in years, and he still likes all my tweets. And he was kind of like my Monday guy. You go to him for support, and I had a couple other ones like Carter Anderson. I'll shout him out. We were kind of like the little trifecta of support. It was either we all celebrated together on Mondays, or. We kind of had each other's backs on those rough Mondays. So you find your click, and you you have to have each other's backs. It's the unwritten rule.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. If I had lived out there any longer, I would have just probably had to stack up some PTO so I could <laughs> just. I'm just going to take these Mondays off. Like I'm not even going to deal with it. Forget it. Like not gonna, not gonna bother. But then, yeah. And so in in 2016, I went to the Christmas Eve game when Green Bay beat the Vikings at Lambeau during their run the table and to clinch the division. And do you think anybody responded to any of my messages after that game at all back in, in Minnesota? No, not at all. Um, uh, was also, it no. was also an awesome game. Cause that was my son's first time at Lambeau field. And he got the whole first time at Lambeau treatment with the buttons and all that kind of stuff, oh, which yep, was, yep. which was awesome. So, all right. So, we got to drop, I don't know. We got to drop something on these guys. What do, what do, what do we say? I mean, should we should we do we have say something about like Wisconsin sports fans or I mean, that's kind of slanderous towards our, our home team state, but <laughs> but I mean, you had to if nothing else, you had to come on and kind of defend yourself here, right? I mean, Yeah. I don't know. I think I think you're carrying the G pretty well. I know I'm stealing that phrase, but <laughs> I think I think you're repping I think you're repping the colors pretty well. So yeah,
1: I mean Todd tries to defend it and he says I'm basically not the worst thing to come out of this state, but you know, it was still a pretty backhanded compliment from them and you know, Dan yeah, Dan called me what like the rose in the rubble or whatever. <laughs> and you know, Jimmy Jimmy'll never apologize. He he's still trying to get people to tweet Minnesota sucks at me and he endorses that. I'm pretty sure he's going to make a t-shirt out of it and have you guys sell it on Game On Wisconsin just to spite me because he's the one who came on at the end and said, you know, for, for my pure enjoyment, everybody tweeted Jen about how much Minnesota sucks. And, yeah, it, I get it. If you only know Minnesota for the Vikings fans, I get it. It would suck. But we're, we're so much more than that. No, Like, we suffer in other sports, too. Mm-hmm. It's not just football. It's uh, hockey every year. Basketball, irrelevant. And, you know, except for the Lynx, really, they're the only one. They're the only pro team in my lifetime, who have brought a championship home because I wasn't alive when the twins won. So,
0: all right. So are you, are the Packers, the only non-Minnesota professional team that you support and everything else is Minnesota.
1: Um, for the most part, like I'll watch brewers or bucks, but I'm not invested enough into basketball for sure. I'll, I'll watch bucks cause Giannis is fun, but I won't be like, Oh my gosh, there's a bucks game on. I have to watch it. You know, I'll, I'll cheer for either the bucks or the Timberwolves or, I'm definitely more twins over Brewers, but at Wild, because hockey doesn't exist, apparently, in Wisconsin, I figured that out. It's the most irrelevant sport, and that breaks my heart, too, on top of it all, because that's kind of what this state's about. And that's probably why they're mad. They probably don't know how to skate. So Jimmy said Jimmy can't skate, so that's probably why he hates it here, because you have to know how to skate before you can walk to really enjoy Minnesota,
0: You know, that's true. I have to tell a story. So when I was working in in Minneapolis, I did sales for a local hotel, and I went to do a sales call at a hockey rink, and I walked in there. It was like a Tuesday, like 10.30 in the morning, and I walk in there, and I'm waiting for the person I'm supposed to meet with, and on the ice are like eight or nine three-year-olds in full hockey gear. Oh, Yeah practicing. And I'm like, it's 1030 in the morning. Like, shouldn't they be in preschool? Like I was just, <laughs> I was just shocked. I was absolutely shocked, but it is true. Like if you're not skating and proficient at it by the age of two in, in Minnesota, you're behind. Like you're, you're totally, exactly, to- you're yeah. totally, you're totally behind it. I don't know about any other States. I'm sure there are plenty um, in other States as well, but the girls hockey in Minnesota like, you watch the, the tournament. We talked about the high school tournament, the state tournament. That, by the way, you have to buy your tickets in advance. You have to get the, the booklet of tickets, like, years in advance, right? It's, like, sold out, like, way out.
1: Yeah, you can – you can. I think there's a package for wild season ticket holders for the tourney. But, yeah, you have to buy – like, I, I went the year – actually, it would have been this year right before all the COVID hit. And they're they're selling out more than NHL rinks. It's wild. There's NHL players walking around enjoying it, and yeah, it's it's insane. And when I when I moved to Green Bay for school, and I told my Wisconsin friends that it is the biggest high school tournament, they're like, "No, Texas football, Indiana basketball." And I was like, "No, it's Minnesota hockey, hundred <laughs> percent."
0: Yeah, it's hardcore, and and so the the girls' hockey just as entertaining as the guys, probably more. To be honest with you, it's it's fantastic out there, but. Yeah, that's that's all part of the culture there, too. But um, awesome stuff. Well, I'm glad you got a chance to respond to the guys and we'll see what they come up with or what they come back with on on Wednesday's show. Now, maybe they'll go full Vikings fans after a Vikings loss and they'll not say anything and act like nothing happened. Right. But
1: yeah, who knows? I mean, like Dan still has to talk to me, so he has to be somewhat nice. And Todd pretends we're friends, but I know he's, he's like, you know, I'm your favorite out of your 3000 plus followers. And it's like, are you though? And Jimmy, Jimmy just, Jimmy just hates me. It's fine. I've accepted it and I'll still watch and support them to make sure that they're not slandering me behind my back again. But
0: yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy can kind of be a grumpy old man, but he's like the youngest out of all of us I think somehow. So I mean, that's kind of like an ironic moniker that I'm giving to him there. But yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. Yeah, I'm well, sure
1: his whiteboard will say Minnesota sucks on, you know, he's got that whiteboard behind him. I'm yes. waiting for something negative that just spite's me.
0: No, 100%. <laughs> well, I'll be watching for that then. And then uh, I think I think we'll have to make sure that we're in that comment section on Wednesday.
1: Oh yeah, while I'll the be there for on. sure, you know.
0: Yeah, while the show's <laughs> going on. All started, yeah. The, well,
1: I mean, I should thank them. Them being mean to me brought me onto your show. So there's that little bit of thankfulness, but
0: there you go. A little silver but, lining.
1: You know, I, I'm a lot cooler than them. I think everyone would agree to that. So, you know,
0: there's a reason this went down the way that it did. Well, I'm very thankful on the week of Thanksgiving that you had some time to come on and use this as your platform. So I hope everybody Enjoyed a little insight, a little peeling back of the curtain on what it's like to be a Minnesota sports fan. Um, Janelle, for those of our audience out there that aren't following you, which is probably non-existent, but just in case, where can everybody find you on Twitter?
1: You can find me at Big Mac underscore four. Mac is M-A-C-K. So not like the Big Mac burger, but close.
0: Got it. Awesome. Very cool. That's Janelle Mackey of the Packaday podcast and Twitter stardom. I guess we'll say <laughs> 3,000 followers strong. So thanks again for coming on, Janelle, and everybody out there. Uh, back with Quick Slants again tomorrow with our regularly scheduled episode. Everyone, thanks for listening to this special edition of the Quick Slants podcast at Game On, Wisconsin. Everybody be safe. Happy Thanksgiving and go, Packo. <laughs> Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw, right side. There's Devontae from right to left, cutting left to the 50, to the 45, 40. Track down from behind.